0: Welcome to Sophomoros, uh, episode one. I don't know that I'll actually post this, but I'm here in my kitchen. Um, I'm walking around with my my iPhone, um, and I'm making burgers for myself because I haven't eaten much today. Tomorrow I'll be hosting a prayer retreat with my students, going on that with them. Um, I think that there's so much power in the early years of discipleship. There's so much ferocity um, that's allowed to take root. Um, It's almost like we... We're, we're given, um, or maybe we give, we give God more room to work when we have less commitments. Um, I remember when I was young, being in these times of deep prayer and deep communion with God, and it was a it was a highly unknowing communion and he was a god at least in my mind who um i had not spent uh nearly enough time nuancing or refining um you know his picture was blurry um or it was it was sharp in the wrong ways it was wrong wrong headed um but there's so much room to move in early discipleship I would say that's maybe one of the things that I appreciate the most about my job I'm a youth pastor um, I get to I get to be a youth pastor and for me when I was 17 um, I felt the call into ministry and when I was 15 I felt the impact of of God in my life, the first impact. Um, And God seemed so present then, present in an alien way, like present as as someone who I didn't expect to be present. There was a sweetness. I I think it's similar to, um, you know, if you buy a new car, how the first few weeks of driving it, you get in your car and you're like, I can't believe I have a new car. And it just feels new and it feels different and it confronts you every time you get into it. And and there's like a new encounter, but the enc- encounter kind of slowly wanes away. It's the same, I think, with love, um, romantic love, friendship love. Um, anytime you meet a new person, it's so exciting and there's sparks and you're willing to change Probably the most of who you are um, to to match them in the early parts of knowing them because they're new um, and so you're 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 kind of you're conforming and contouring to them so anyways, it's the same with God, at least for me, this has been my experience, so I get to walk with students who um, some are are there because, um, they think they know who God is. Um, just like I, I did before I was 15. And, um, I think when we finally come to meet God, it completely, the, the, the feeling is not, I have, you know, I, I know who God is. It's the feeling is I, I didn't have any idea who God was before this. Um, and I'm slightly suspicious that I don't know who God is now. Because I thought I knew. And now I I don't know that I knew at all. Um, there's kind of a... There's a, a humility that's born when you first meet God. Um, there's a humility there. Uh, kind of a, a, a setback on your healed, heels in it heelsedness. <laughs> I don't know how to... It. It, it sets you back on your heels. Right, that's better. Um, it, it shocks you awake, and you begin to wonder, you know, if I've been sleeping all this time, <laughs> if I've been ignorant all this time, could it be that I'm still ignorant? Um, and so there's a... I think that the, the more we come to know God actually the the more there's sort of an a wholly unknowing um, there's a willingness to say i to allow God freedom to be different than who we want him to be um, for some of us, we silo him in um, through years of dogmatic work, and I definitely have the tendencies towards that um, but the more that I Encounter God, the more that those dogmas break away, and I'm left with um, the deepest of joys amidst the shattered remains of my icons of who I thought He was. Um, so, like I said, sort of a, a wholly unknowing. Um, I'm reminded of, of Socrates saying, "I I am wise because I know." only one thing, and that one thing that I know is that I know nothing. <laughs> uh, the one thing he's sure of is his ignorance, and that surety allows him to to play the wise man by being the fool. Um, in his writings, he often is talking to people and basically deconstructing their entire worldviews, um, their dogmas, their icons, their pictures of who they how they see the world because, um, because, you know, we, we, um, we would rather hold in our minds, um, a simple lie than a complex truth. Uh, so, anyhow, um, that's kind of the, the reason I, I named this, um, podcast what it is, Sophomoros. Um, Sophomoros is the Greek, um, for, you know, we, we call people sophomores, right? Um, the Greek underneath that is the, the wise fool, Sophia meaning wise, and Moros meaning fool, um, or idiot. <laughs> um, because, you know, at that, at that age, uh, you have these teens who think that they're wise, and they're actually foolish. Um, they, their wisdom is impairing them. But I almost mean it in an opposite way. Um, I I I want um, to be someone who, who holds first to ignorance, in the pursuit of wisdom, and doesn't h- hold first to wisdom and end up in foolishness or ignorance. Um. That's that's one of my hopes, and it's one of the hardest things for me, because I do feel a, uh, almost a. A compulsive. Um, draw in me towards categorizing and labeling, um, and, and putting away, um, Kierkegaard. I'm not sure where he said this is one of those quotes that floats around the internet, but it, it stuck with me. He said once that once you've labeled me, you've negated me. Um, I think that's so often the case we, and I think we can do that in our Politics. I think we can do that in our psychology, right? Um, I think th- that's largely what's at play right now with um, where the victim culture. You know, you hear about that all the time. Oh, uh, the kids nowadays are are victimized. They they feel victimized. They play the victim. Well, what that is is um, it's it's a long held, um, you know, narrative uh, that. If you are broken, then that can explain everything that you do, and so people are identifying with their brokenness in a way of justifying their behaviors. Um, there's a we 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 almost label ourselves in order to negate ourselves, but then we remain weak. Um, so, anyways, we see it in the Christian world as well. I'm I'm a Christian, obviously. <laughs> um, we see it in the Christian world when, when we say, you know, we're all sinners. We're all sinners, and that we use that label. Uh, nobody's perfect, right? We use that category of not perfect, can't be perfect, to negate progress, um, to negate ourselves. And so, anyhow, the hope of this podcast is going to be to be, um, to be one who begins. And ignorance um, and who seeks the wisdom as set forth uh, in the voice of Jesus um, in the in the scriptures um, by those who have followed Jesus and in the past of the church in the many annals of the church um, the many writings and then occasionally even um, where we might see glimmers of of a christian like logic um, playing its way out in in uh, the secular world in um, the philosophers who have disavowed God um, or otherwise always seeking to become wiser um, and um, in order to do so, um, beginning with ignorance, beginning as the fool um, i I do think that there's a an interesting paradigm that you see throughout, especially in the writings of Paul, the idea of the one who is um, the one who's weak being the one who God um, displays His strength, and the one who, you know, he, he talks about. I think it's in Second Corinthians, uh, beginning of Second Corinthians. He talks about how the the Jews seek a sign, and the Greeks seek for wisdom, right? So the philosophy. Um, but he, he comes preaching, um, Christ and Christ crucified. And, you know, his, his point in that is that the God in Christ has confounded the world by not showing some sort of fortunate sign or, or work of power. Um, Not by um, making logical sense, but by um, dying on a cross, by being, um, in a sense, exercised from the world, being cut off um, from the land of the living, um, being called the fool and treated as the fool and mocked as the fool. um, So that by the foolish things of the world, God might confound the wise. Um the The problem with both the the Jews who rejected Jesus and the Greeks who rejected Jesus was um, was the decision that they were already wise um, and and the uh, decision to um, measure Christ's appeals and his claims by their own um, metrics, by their own understanding of what it meant to be wise um, the Jews, the signs uh, the Greeks, the philosophy um, and they by their by the thing that they thought was keeping them safe, by their strengths, by their so called wisdom, they ended up jeopardizing themselves by by um, and by disqualifying themselves from faith in Christ. Um, and so, in a sense, that's the, the ultimate downfall of man, is our pride causing us to uh, deteriorate. It's the lie of the garden, um, the, the pursuit of the knowledge of good and evil outside of God external to God, the decision um, to become, as the Bible project would call it, the the definers of good and evil for ourselves. And I don't think that that meant some sort of relativism. Um, I think it actually has to start with some sort of relativism, but it doesn't mean that cognitively we're thinking of the world in relativistic terms. It's not just whatever I think is good is good, Um, but that it's the assumption that somehow, if even if we disclude God from the picture, disinclude, disinclude God from the picture, um, we might still have the ability to determine right from wrong. Um, it's the idea that somehow, apart from God's grace, we have the ability to measure um, wisdom, and yet um, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, it become it begins with this, the reverence and submission to, um, our creatureliness, the fact that we are not the creator and that we do not have access to that form of information outside of the creator. Um, and it, it you know, it, on a deeper level, it assumes that we are alone. Um, Adam and Eve, when they were contemplating taking the fruit, they had to decide, um, that God was not for them anymore. Um, or that whatever they would gain by eating the fruit would e- exceed God's being for them. That, that God was not going to teach them good and evil, or that um, what it meant to become a god was what was good for them. Um, they, they began thinking apart from God. And without God as the, as the, um, the pillar and and uh, author of truth, and so of course everything falls a- apart after that, um, and I think that's the, the recurring theme. It's it's unfaithfulness, right? Um, in Romans, Paul says that um, that which is not from faith is sin. And I think that that's one of the best definitions of sin we can we can grasp for. We always talk about it being some sort of, um, you know, some action that cuts off relationship with God. And I would actually say that maybe um, that which is not from faith is sin. So that which does not line up with faithfulness to God, with um, unity with God, with... Uh, trust in God that is the sin, and that 's why um we can say that sin happens not just externally but internally. it starts in the heart um our our hearts harden right they are not moldable to the God of the universe they they do they decide to be like to to decide to be hard right to um to uh, push back, right? That's, it's a resistance. It's a stubbornness. And the only one that has the right to be stubborn is God. Um, the only one that has the right to be unmoving, unchanging is God. And so we are, when we become hard-hearted or we become stubborn or we become unfaithful, um, we are becoming hard to the one whose hand, in whose hands we should be, uh, soft. Um, we are, we are supposed to be the creatures. So, you know, at the very heart of, um, of our brokenness and of our downfall and of the illness within us, it is that we do not trust that God loves us and we do not trust the type of love that God has for us. We seek more. We seek to love ourselves, um, because we trust ourselves more than we trust God. Um, we trust that which is made more than the maker um, and that 's romans one right like that 's the they, they paid um service and worship and and reverence uh to the creature rather than the creator right um, so anyways yeah that 's uh that 's kind of what i 'm thinking right now um I think the wells run dry for now, so I'll, I'll put the um, the bucket down there another day. But this is uh, this is the first ep- episode of Sophomoros, and um, let's all seek the foolishness of Christ that is true wisdom together. Amen.